0: Good morning, sports fans, betters, and cappers, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterill, and thank you all for joining me here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday's games and wagers before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, we got to start out by being completely honest we are out to a tough start in February. I also had two beers last night. Feels like I have 20. So not in the best shape this morning. Got a bit of a head cold as well. So we got to turn the tide today. We got to get back on track. The profit starts now. But before we get into today's episode, we got to talk about the great folks over at Bet99, who are a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and EPL. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use, so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com today to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at sign up and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age to do so. And if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. We also have the Saskatchewan number down in the ticket ticker there. if you have a gambling problem. We want to keep it fun. Don't put your house on these bets, especially not ours lately, but ensure that you're having a little bit of fun along the way. So let's start out with our recap of yesterday. Uh, One in four day wasn't great. Um, Thought that we were out to a great start with that Blackburn and Wigan result. Uh, 0-0 was the final. We had the both teams to score as a no. And then after that, honestly, wasn't that concerned, but it was because none of our bets were close. Um, Holy Cross got blown out at home. Duke no-showed against Miami, knew it was a bad spot, should have just taken the Hurricanes minus three and a half, but instead took the over and failed. Then we had Tampa. They got blown out by Florida and Minnesota lost outright to the Arizona Coyotes. So I think we're staying away from NHL today. Just because with it being right after the break, some teams come out a little bit slow, especially Tampa when you lose 7-1 after being red hot heading into the break. I think it's just a very tough spot to bet right now. But we got to talk about some of the latest headlines from yesterday, including the fact that Manchester City's seen some major sanctions coming due to some financial disparities. Over 100 violations Um, They could be docked a ton of points. They've even talked about the possibility of expulsion from the Premier League. I don't know if they'll take it that far, but I do think that this, this is crazy. I mean, this basically ends the title run, in my opinion, because you've already got Arsenal eight points clear on Manchester United right now with a game in hand as well. So they could be as much as 11 points up with only half the year to go. Manchester City, if they see violations, we could see something similar to what happened to a team like Juventus where they get docked 15 points, 20 points. And then that also changes things for teams looking to get into Europa or even the Champions League. That moves Tottenham up. Could mean that it gives hope to teams like Liverpool and Chelsea who had a slow start in the first half of the year. So definitely keep an eye on this to see what happens there. Also want to give a quick shout-out to AJ Green. Uh, who announced his retirement from the NFL, the seven-time Pro Bowler. He had six straight seasons of 1,000-plus yards. He was the fourth overall pick back in 2011, and he was a guy that was absolutely elite and unfortunately had some injury issues a little bit uh, later in his career, even in his prime, let's be honest, when he was in Cincinnati with Andy Dalton. But I loved him there. I thought that he was in that Julio class in his heyday, Um, finished his last couple years in Arizona, where he would catch a few touchdown passes here and there. But he was one of my favorite wide receivers. He even had an A.J. Green jersey at one point for the Bengals. So shout out to him on announcing his retirement from the NFL. And then we got to get the AP poll reaction from yesterday because college basketball, as we keep saying, it's more competitive than ever. Uh, Purdue, they still sit at the top after their Indiana loss. Houston moved up to number two. And then to round out the top five, You have Alabama, Arizona, and Texas. And for me, right now, where it stands, those are the five best teams in the country. I know Tennessee was number two. They dropped down to number six. They're a very solid defensive team. I just don't believe in them once we get into March. Now, some other movers in the AP poll. UCLA's up to number seven. Marquette, they uh, jump up into the top ten. You have St. Mary's, who moves up to 15 after that massive win over Gonzaga. And Indiana up to 18 as well. Miami moved up to 19. They're going to keep moving up after that Duke blow at win yesterday. And then you've got teams like UConn that have moved up and some new faces in the top 25 as well. NC State moved up, Creighton and Rutgers as well. Now we're going to find out about a couple of those teams tonight, whether they're legit or whether they could be a one week stay in the top of the rankings. Now, FAU they dropped out after their one loss this is the unfortunate part of playing in a small conference that you're just going to absolutely bow out if you lose that's them sitting on only two losses on the year but still no longer ranked now Clemson they're out after two losses and Auburn is out as well honestly the Big 12 I mean they still have six teams in the top 25 it is no surprise that they're the best team in college basketball right now But now the Big East is up to five teams in uh, the top 25. I love to see it. None of those teams being Villanova as well, who is one of the preseason favorites. And then you got the Big Ten and the ACC have three each. Now, my overall reaction is the most I've been excited for March Madness in a long time. And this coming from a Duke fan with a team that's not in the top 25 and probably won't be anytime soon. I just think that it's going to be so tough. Um, we're going to see a lot of different brackets this year, a lot of busted brackets as well. We're not going to see the, the 20% of people picking one team or 40% picking one team this year. I think that we're going to see a lot of different brackets here. And so I'm really looking forward to March Madness. Now, before we get into the daily game slate, we got to play the video and then let's get into it right away. All right, so we got to head over and talk about some English championship soccer. This was the only place that we profited yesterday, and we've got Blackpool and Huddersfield Town again today. Two teams with just one win in their last 10 games sound familiar from yesterday. That's because these two teams sit 22nd and 23rd in the standings. The only team worse is one of those teams that didn't score yesterday. They're both at under a goal per game as well. It does feel like a good spot for a no both teams to score spot. I'm not going to play it today because I don't have faith in either team defensively to hold for 90 minutes. But if you are looking for a play in that game, I think you got to play the no both teams to score. My fear is we see a draw here as well. So maybe if you are feeling a little bit spicier, but rooting for a tie for whatever reason, then you can go and look at that one there. NBA wise. Again, we're not really playing a lot of NBA right now because so many injuries and guys being ruled out last minute, but we're going to go through the slate anyways and chat about them. The Knicks are minus one and a half on the road against the Magic. That moved from minus two and a half. Got to wait and see what happens with RJ. He was a game time decision. Mobamba Bamba still suspended after that really odd fight over the weekend with Austin Rivers. Orlando are above 500 at home, and the Knicks are four games above 500 on the road. My lean would be the Knicks to go in and pick up a win, but Orlando have burned me quite a bit this year. Then you got the Hawks and Pelicans. Pelicans are minus one and a half. No Zion Williamson for them tonight, but it does look like Brandon Ingram and Jonas Valanciunas are game time decisions. So again, you got to wait all the way up until tip-off. Trey Young yesterday was a game time decision. Now he's off their injury report, so we could see him going tonight. And that being said, the Pelicans have kind of shut people up after having a tough stretch there they beat the lakers and kings in back-to-back games they now sit ninth in the west with a ton of momentum and they're 19-9 at home so wait and see but leaning pelicans if ingram and valanchunas go nhl or nhl wise phoenix and brooklyn phoenix is minus four and a half i'm leaning phoenix tonight with so many guys out One thing to monitor is if Dorian Finney Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie actually play tonight. I doubt that they do. And Phoenix have won eight of their last 10. So it is a good road spot, but you got to wait for that player report, especially when you know Warren Simmons, Seth Curry, and KD all likely not to go. Then you got the Bulls and Grizzlies. Grizzlies are minus seven and a half, but they're on a three-game skid and they just blew it versus Toronto on Sunday. And then you've got the Bulls who have won two straight games. Jaw was a game-time decision. Now he's ready to go. No Alex Caruso for the Bulls. So I would lean Memphis, although that is a fairly steep number for a team that's on a bit of a slide. Then the Timberwolves and Nuggets. Nuggets are minus 7.5. No Carl Anthony Towns. Kyle Anderson and Rudy Gobert are game-time decision. And everybody on the Nuggets is a game-time decision. Gordon, KCP jokic and murray all game time decisions so you got to wait for that game for sure and in oklahoma city and la lakers lakers are minus six and a half at home okc is on a back-to-back so i do think that this is a good spot for the lakers especially knowing that lebron and ad are both gonna go nhl wise six games happening a lot of really gross looking games though as we said we're not playing any of these but we want to chat about them anyways Avalanche and Penguins is the first one. Penguins are slight home favorites. Grigorev and Casey DeSmith currently projected. Um, Pittsburgh, they are 14-6-4 and four at home, though, despite losing two straight games. Colorado are a solid road team. I think we'll see a lot of Colorados out there from betters today. I just think it's a bit of a trap, so I'm staying away. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Tampa, minus 250. <coughs> I hate it. Um, They just no-showed yesterday, and the Sharks, you got Reimer and Elliott going. Um, I just won't back the Sharks on the road today, so um, I'm not playing this game at all today. Then we got the Kraken and the Islanders, Seattle and Martin Jones going on the road. I think it's a great spot, but again, I just don't want to play anything tonight. I'm a little bit scared to bet the ice until these guys get back into the flow of things. Oilers are minus 165 versus the Red Wings. A lot of people will probably play the over tonight, although when you got Huso in net, it's tough to tell whether he's going to give up one goal or five. So that's a stay away for me. And then Vegas, Nashville. I like Vegas on the road as a slight lean going up against Soros. They got Thompson in net. Although heading into the break, Nashville won three straight and Vegas lost four in a row. So it will be a tough one to manage. And then the Ducks and Blackhawks is the last one. Two really bad teams that are starting, Stolarz and Marazic in net, who are a combined 9-19 and 1 overall. Not betting on this game. Can't pay me enough to bet on this game. Just think it's a really ugly spot. Now, college basketball, the one area we are going to focus on today. Number 24, Rutgers, and number 18, Indiana. Indiana is minus 4.5 at home and Rutgers as we said just moved into the top 25 so we're going to find out really quickly after that Michigan State win on the weekend whether they're legit or not on the road especially since Indiana are 12 and 1 at home on the year i would definitely lean the under in this game given how solid Rutgers defense is but this is a bit of a steep number for Indiana i know they just beat Purdue uh and they are solid at home but i think when you have that Rutgers defense it's tough to navigate and at it- one thirty five and a half. I think it's a bit steep, so I would definitely play the under if I'm going anywhere there. Marquette and UConn, I'm going the complete opposite. I love the over in that game. Marquette are up to 10th in the, the standings after winning five in a row. And the Huskies started to figure it out. They went on a bit of a slide there. They've won two straight heading into this one. Last time these two played 82 to 76 just last month. So I think we see a very similar type of game up and down for two teams that score a ton of points. NC State, they're number 22. They're finally up into the top 25 for the first time in years, and now they have to play against Virginia at minus seven and a half. It's a lot of points for Virginia, and that's what scares me. I think we'll see a lot of people jump on that NC State number, and I just think Virginia is going to win and cover. I think NC State, yes, they have one four straight to get to here, but they are Uh, only 500 on the road, and you've got Virginia who are a 10-1 and home team. I just think we could see a blowout tonight by the number eight team in the country, so that's my fear with that game. And then to cap it off, we get number 17, TCU, taking on number 12, Kansas State. TCU still missing their best player, and they just lost to Oklahoma State on the weekend, but only by six. It was a tight game for a team that's hobbled. And K-State, they're coming off a loss to Texas as well. Now they're at home. They're minus four and a half. Yesterday, it was minus three and a half. So I think the line could keep moving in Kansas State's uh, way. I do like that spread right now, but there is some players on that injury report that I'm going to hold off on at least until tip off before I go ahead and bet this game. Now, before we give you our daily betting plays, we got to head on to day two of Super Bowl props. We're putting five bucks on each prop. Probably going to have 25 props out there by the time the week is done. And today's focus is all on first. First field goal, first touchdown, and first quarter. Now, the first field goal on or after 15 minutes are played. I think it's going to be less than that. I know that the Eagles didn't have a field goal in either game uh, that they played in the playoffs. But they were both blowouts from the, the very start. I don't think we're going to see that. I think Kansas City's defense can cause some problems. And same on the Philly side. I think they're going to stall them out on offense at some point. think it's going to be in the first quarter as well. And so I really like this one at minus 118. First Kansas City touchdown. I'm going to roll with Isaiah Pacheco on this one at plus 390. I think a lot of people will play Travis Kelsey because that's been the route that Mahomes is going. But I think that they could cause some issues on the ground for Philadelphia. And that's going to be through Pacheco. A lot of people will go McKinnon as well. But I think The way that Pacheco's played, especially over the last month or two, he's going to be the one to get the first touch and get into the end zone first. First Philadelphia touchdown, I'm going to go A.J. Brown at plus 480, and that's going to be an unpopular one because Philly definitely loves to score on the ground. But we've been hearing all week from folks that they're out of sync. A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts aren't on the same page. I think they're going to make a point early on, and so I'm going to go A.J. Brown to get that first score. First quarter money line, I'm actually going to play tie at plus 340 because I think we're going to see 3-3 at the end of the first here. Um, touchdowns are going to come. They're going to come a little bit later in the game, and so I think that we see a lower scoring game to start here, and so that's why I'm going the tie at plus three plus 340. And then the first quarter over under, I'm going to play the under at 9.5 at plus 100. Again, I'm expecting 3-3. to If I'm going to jacket then i gotta go with the under nine and a half here but in case we get a lone touchdown here then i'm also hedging in case we get seven nothing or something to start the game so with that we gotta head over to our last call pick segment which is sponsored by last mountain distillery to give you our three plays for today but before we do let's play the video Last Mountain Distillery is a family-owned and operated company located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro distillery. success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Go check out some of their phenomenal products like their old-fashioned, their regular vodka, even go and check out their dill pickle vodka as well if you love a good Caesar here and there like I do. And so definitely go and check out their stuff. We love supporting local here at the Competitive Edge Podcast. So as I said, three plays today. We're going to keep it light given that we are out to a cold start. But we can certainly change the tide today with a 3-0 sweep. And so we're going to start with the Toledo Rockets money line versus the Akron Zips at plus 110. Toledo, they're just going to have too much offense for this one. I think they're going to run them out of the building on the road. I think they average 82 points per game and I just think that's too much for an Akron team that is average defensively, average offensively, so I think I love the spot here. I also like Tulane minus one and a half against Cincinnati today. Again, I'm banking on the home team now, averaging 81 points per game to win at home over their conference rival, and then to cap it off, another high-scoring game, Marquette Golden Eagles and the Connecticut Huskies. I'm going to play the over 147 for one and a half units. Super high scoring in the first matchup. I think we see it once again tonight. Neither of these teams wants to play defense. They want to get up and down, and this is a great spot to do so. So with that, go and follow us on all of our social platforms at HedgePod. We will be live uh, betting probably some NBA later on today. We got to see how these lines shape out. Same with NHL. Maybe we get a better read a bit later in the day once some of these goaltending matchups are confirmed but appreciate everyone who tuned into the show today and we'll see you guys tomorrow for the competitive hedge podcast.